Hi everyone and welcome to A Hairy Situation. So today it is a really, really big episode. Um, it is As It Was, which... Oh, not as it were. You started already. Okay. Uh, okay, so this is As It Was. It was the lead single from the new album, Harry's House. Um, it's performed by Harry Did you Styles. just like shed a tear? Oh, no, no, no. My, <laughs> eye, my eye was watering. Um, it just felt like your voice cracked, too. Harry's like, House. I mean, it's a new album. It's a really, it's been a big journey. Um, I will say, I did get my Better Homes and Gardens issue, and that was a real delight. Um, I did not go to Harry's pop-up house, like the pop-up store, and... I was not able to get tickets, um, like literally a thousand dollars. Like what for like floor tickets? Well, and just like first level, like not just floor, but the level above it. And it was like over $500 for nosebleeds. Yeah. That's it's, uh, wow. It was insane. People, people want to see this man. Well, like, well, I also heard that like Ticketmaster jacked the prices up and then there were just ways like way too many bots and like scalpers and stuff mm -hmm. who would buy it and then immediately go and resell it and it was it's just been a huge huge mess um yeah that whole resell feature on Ticketmaster has always seems shady to me well yeah and like i was reading on twitter and stuff like they didn't even have like a recaptcha to like prevent bots oh, wow. for from getting these tickets and um yeah i think the cheapest tickets i ever saw were two hundred dollars and that was for nosebleeds, and even I like the max you could buy were like two tickets at a time. And I even like was like, mm, let me just see if I can like get to the cart with like this price. And it was like immediately, like, oh, someone already got this, and then you know I never saw that price again. So like last Harry Styles concert in Nashville, I only paid fifty dollars. Wow. And that was at the very top, <laughs> granted, but still, like I felt like that was reasonable. So, anyway, if anyone got tickets, like, Godspeed, like, or I'm happy for you, oh, you know. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to be like, screw you. Like, well, there were some tweets that were like, um, <laughs> like, uh, who, whoever got verified fan presale, you have someone coming after you now. I was wondering if, like, verified fan presale people might have also bought tickets to, like, yes. all five. Because oh, yeah. if I had been in my shiny days, I would have done that. See, I think that was also a really, really big problem because it's like, yeah, it's great that he has, like, five shows in the cities he's doing, but then that also means, like, the insane people are just, like, mm -hmm. I will buy every show. And it's like, come on, leave some for the rest of us. How do you become a verified fan? Um, You just have to have a Ticketmaster account, and then you have to sign up, like, before a certain date, which I did. But then it's kind of random whether you actually get access to the presale. So, like, in the past, like, with Harry Styles, with the Jonas Brothers, things like that, I've always gotten the pre-sale pass but this time i didn't oh so it's just a lottery yeah mm. um so it was that was a little disappointing but um personally i've been trying to be more content with the things that i have which is why i did not freak out about not getting tickets or freak out about not going to the pop-up shop we were at a bleachers concert last night and someone behind us i don't know if you heard them tosh but they were like yeah i waited in line for four hours for the pop-up store in Dallas. And I was just like, I mean, I would have, but, you know, I made that sacrifice. 
proud of you. That's that's real growth. It's growth. It's personal growth. Yeah. I'm doing doing better. It's my I guess it's my mid year um, resolution. <laughs> you're just still riding high because you got the better home and garden. That is true. So. That yeah, is yeah. true. I feel like that was such it's a like limited edition, and then it came like the yeah. last Friday, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just like, I am the chosen. It softened the blow a little bit. Which one of my friends um, got it in the mail randomly. Oh my gosh! Oh, like one of my maybe their neighbors are like, "Oh, who's this guy?" I wanted to learn about gardening. I don't know. It just got in his mailbox, and I was like, "How? He's not even a Harry Styles fan." I was just like, "You are chosen." Um, yeah. So anyway, so this song. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, there's like a there's a school out there for uh, Harry Styles, and and it's like the wonderful. And he is a chosen one because he doesn't know that he has this connection. And now. if he didn't get it out of his mailbox, a bunch of owls would have come and. Right, shush. he would have just kept getting more and more copies. Oh, the dream. Okay, so moving on to the song. So this was written by Harry Styles, Tyler Johnson, and Thomas Hall who also goes by Kid Harpoon. Oh, um, <laughs> he's back. We've um, seen these writers before. They worked with Harry a lot on his second album, and now this album. Um, so this song was released April 1st, 2022. Um, and like I said earlier, it was the first single from his new album, Harry's House. Um, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't an April okay. Fool's joke? What did he do? I started getting really worried that entire week leading up to it. I was like, oh my God, Harry Styles has trolled us all. He put his release date on April 1st, but, um, you know, it actually happened. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm happy. But the album itself just came out a week ago. So we're recording on a Thursday, and it came out last Thursday. Um, I stay up till midnight. Um, listen to the whole thing i absolutely love this album um i think that it's just very very great and like well done lyrically and musically it's a new different like kind of a new style um and i you know i like to see growth so just a little bit about some of the like accomplishments it's garnered so far it reached number one in itunes within 11 minutes of release and it is the number one best-selling album of 2022 so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember you telling me telling us about the 11 minutes thing. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, it's also broken the record for biggest final sales week. So. What does that mean? So, like, in the... I guess it's, like... The week before the, it comes out. Or the week it comes out or something. It, like, has sold the most finals. Oh, vinyls. Vi- I thought you said final. I, told, oh, no. I heard the same thing. Sorry, it's vinyl. It's the final first week. Yeah, that's what I was like, <laughs> what? Final countdown. Yeah. Um, no, vinyl. Like, okay, yeah. Oh, no, we get it now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to keep okay, going. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, v- this vinyl. Vinyl. I'll vinyl. say it one more time. It's vinyl. vinyl. It's a type V-I-N of it's material. A voice, <laughs> not a un-voiced. And we bring out the, de- de- uh, the uh, definition. No. Yeah. It's that round thing. Okay. Um, anyway, so this album name actually was inspired by... Um, I'm going to... Kate Harpoon. Um, no. Hariyomi Hosano, who also, he also goes by Harry. But he's a Japanese musician with an album from the 70s titled Hosano House. And so Harry said he was like in this really big like old Japanese vibe and... 
he was listening to the album. He was like, oh, it'd be super cool to make an album called Harry's House. So that's what he named his album. So Harry and Harry, Harry were harrying together? Yes. Does, yeah. uh, is, so was it Harumi or something? Yeah. Is he Harumi. still alive? I think so. Is he, like, gonna get, you know, like, is he out here? Is his album blowing up, too? No. Oh. Sorry, I only read, maybe, like, a little thumbnail on Wikipedia. Well, maybe, in, <laughs> maybe in Japan. Yeah, like, I think he was a really big deal in Japan, like, in the 70s, too. So. Hiromi Hosano. Yeah. Emily's doing all the um research work that I failed to do. I just feel like, day. hopefully, he's benefiting from this, you know? Yeah, meanwhile, I'm over here just waiting to ask why Harry decided to do a Kermit the Frog impression for the song. What? Listen to it, though. But, you know. There's nothing Kermit the Frog about that. Yeah, let me do my Kermit the Frog impression while reading the lyrics right now. No, okay. don't do it. All right. Well, I'm no. just saying, you know, like, all right, just put that, implant that thought in your mind and then listen to it again after this podcast episode. Maybe we'll do a little uh, section afterwards where you react to the uh the reveal of or the you know the this uh, realization well, anyways um i don't appreciate that but um anyway so harry's house doesn't refer to a specific place instead it's about the idea of what makes a home and more um as he said in terms of a headspace or mental well-being so this is a quote from better homes and gardens and he said, I realize that that home feeling isn't something that you get from a house. It's more of an internal thing. You realize that when you stop for a moment. And so that's where the idea of this album comes from. And I think that's really nice. Um, I feel like I've experienced that as well, where I'm kind of like, I don't need like, well, I mean, obviously everyone wants a house, but it's more of like the people you surround yourself with that make you like Dallas feels like my home now. Because of the people. Home is where the heart the is. Heart, well, yeah, that's what Harry said. <laughs> he said it first, you guys. <laughs> yeah, he basically invented that phrase. Um, he also said in the same interview that he sees this album kind of an, as an extension of the time he spent in lockdown with his friends. Um, because this album was written, like, um, during the COVID pandemic, um, especially like that first year in lockdown. And he said like during this time he committed to being a better friend, son, brother, and pushed himself to confront things um, that he hadn't brought up and had many, as he said, long, honest chats. And he also said, it sounds like the biggest and the most fun, but it's by far the most intimate. So I think like listening to the album, I think that's definitely true. You can like, there's very like specific moments that he's like talked about in his life and there's just like all the like mm. a lot of introspect introspection that's gone into this album that you know probably wouldn't have come about without you know like right. taking some time to just stop because he said that like you know ever since he started his like career he really hasn't had that moment of like slowing down it's always been like we have to get another album out and stuff and he mm. said he just stopped for a little while like all of us did, um, yeah. That's nice. That's some nice perspective to have because I actually had like uh, a bit uh, a, a conf- conflicting uh, views of the song. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I can get into that whenever we talk about it. Yeah. After your 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, when we get into the song itself, I think it does fit really nicely into that. Like, like you can tell it was written during the pandemic or it has like, it fits nicely within that narrative. Um, and I will share. So he's performed this album song, like this, his entire album twice so far. Um, he had one night only concerts in New York and London. And I think it was during the London show. But I wanted to share this quote that I thought was really nice. Um, and this man was on the verge of tears, like, when he when he said this. So, but he basically said, um, We all went through something collectively. Everybody went through something on their own. They had their own experience with what happened over the last couple of years. And I have to say, this album saved me through everything over the last two and a half years. And I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't been making this. I don't think I would have been able to make this if it wasn't for you creating an environment for me where I feel like I can, or I know that I can. I know that it's me who stands up on the stage. I learned so much from you, and I want to thank you so much. I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about everything, about who I am, what I want to do, what I want to make. I thank you endlessly, every single one of you who has supported me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so I just thought like that was a really, really nice thing. Cause I think, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but like COVID was like super, super hard on yeah. me and like the lockdown, but you know, it was like this time of like really like, um, like inward looking and we all had to cling to something that, that would get us through mm-hmm. no matter what that was. Um, and so I think that's one, I mean, I just really love this album because you can tell it's just, um, a place of healing and, um, yeah, a place of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that sort of like, uh, genuine, uh, message, you know, it's, it, it, I think that's like why it, it, it kind of strikes that, that, um, just cause like everyone can relate to that, but then it's also like. He's not just trying to relate. He's like actually being like, no, like this is this was actually super real to me. Right, and like this, he's talked about how this is his favorite album that he's made, Um, and I think you can really tell that. And also just the fact that he's like being very open about like, oh, this was hard, and I needed this just as much as like other people say they, oh, we need a Harry Styles three album. And, you know, he's, like, been very open about, like, his mental health in the past. Mm -hmm. But I think just to be, like, to show that vulnerability, I think that's a really nice connection to his fans um, that have been there this whole time. So, yeah, so that's album info. Okay. And now we have, I'm going to move into the song info. Um, I don't know if y'all noticed, but there are um, some bells, a.k.a. glockenspiel on this song. And Harry plays the glockenspiel. What? So, yeah, so... I did not notice. Yeah. Um, Emily and Tosh are fellow percussionists, so... Wait, is it that... I think so, I thought that was, like, synth. It might be... No, but there's... No, there's... Remember, there's that one part, it's like... It sounds like bell chimes, like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, when he's, like, rapping or whatever? Rapping? Oh. That's not rapping. Okay, well, he's breaking it down. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe it. Yeah. I don't consider that rap. Well, it just has I mean, a rap it's like, feel. Yeah, it's like a pop rap. Yeah. Okay. But, you knew yeah. what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. At first I did, and I was like, ma'am, <laughs> did we listen to different songs? <laughs> 
But yeah, that that like background bell chime. Gotcha. I was so distracted by the rapping that I didn't notice the bells. It was not- okay. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the child talking at the beginning is. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. Is it's his goddaughter? She says, Harry, we want to see you sleeping or something? No, she said, come on, Harry, we want to say goodnight to you. Oh, okay. Oh. I knew I had something come to do Come on, Harry, and we want to see you sleeping. <laughs> that is the worst British accent I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I was trying to make it sound like a little girl, too. I thought it was from, like, the perspective of a fan, and so, anyways. No, oh, yeah, that would be time. creepy. Yeah. Um, well, because it does feel a little creepy. Because I'm like, why is this here? Like... I think it's just, like, because the song's about, like, moving past things, and it's just, like, you know, like, a child, and then it's just, like, you have to come back, like, your old self and stuff. Sorry, but but that's, like, the first thing you hear. I don't know. I think it's pretty cute. But, like, you don't don't know the context of it, so, like, you know what I mean? Before you don't know the context (laughs) of it, you have to admit it sounds creepy. It doesn't sound creepy. It sounded cute to me. (laughs) Okay, I mean, it has the name of Harry Styles on it. You're not going to... That's true. It feels sound. like but, like what Beyonce did in yes. her thing, except those all felt like, I guess they had a bit more context. Like they'd mm. be like, "Oh yeah, like you just lost the competition in Houston because you're not a good singer," and so then it rolls into the song. Whereas mm. like this one was just like no context. But not to criticize, <laughs> I love that his goddaughter's on here. Yeah, we love you, goddaughter. Well, yeah. it was funny because I was watching an interview and. Um, they did bring that up. They're like, yeah, we haven't, you know, you, we haven't gotten a new single from you in like two or three years. And the first thing we hear is not your voice. Um, but yeah, it was his goddaughter. And he said that, um, well, this is his quote. He said, it's my goddaughter at the start of the song. She got a streak of calling me every night before bed and I missed it once. And she wanted to let me know that she was quite angry with me. That's actually, that context makes a bit more sense. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was quite cute. Um, yeah. Come on, Harry. We want to say goodnight to you. I so That, that was pretty bad. Pretty that sense. was actually a really bad one. Because, um, like, in the middle, I was like, should I keep doing the accent? And, you know, okay. Um, but actually, like, so, well, y'all know this, but, like, I have a cat named Harry. <laughs> I don't know why I look so confused. Is it harrying to have that cat cow? Anyway, so, um, but, like, I've gotten now to, like, if I'm going to bed or something, and Harry does like to come, like, lay on the bed with me, and I'll be walking in the bedroom and be like, come on, Harry, we want to say goodnight to you. Oh <laughs> and he'll, like, walk he with me. And then, and then Harry's thinking, wow, that was creepy. It probably might be. <laughs> and then well, my I, other cat, Ron, is usually just looking at us like, you idiots. <laughs> Do you think Ron would come if you said, come on, Ron? Maybe, yeah. Really? Ron knows his name. Wow. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, the first time I heard that sound bit, the the god uh, the, daughter. Yeah. Um, sorry, the god daughter. I, I, I think you were right there and you told me right when it happened like I was, I was like whoa that was weird what was that and then you like explained it to me yeah. so I wonder if I would have had the same thought uh, that it was creepy like if I actually heard it on my own yeah well um I just want to point out that um I also have two goddaughters so that is just another thing that Harry Styles and I have in common <laughs> is that we are both godparents wow so. 
yeah shout out to my goddaughters i don't think you listen um (laughs) um so anyway so this song um has gotten a lot of attention has broken a lot of records or and acclaims things like that so it broke the record for the most streamed song on spotify within 24 hours by a male artist it broke the apple music streaming record for most first day streams for a 2022 release and it debuted at number one on the billboard global 200 and the billboard hot 100 and now it has spent number one on the global spotify chart um for like 50 something days with almost 9.7 million streams so people love this song no matter what y'all are hating on it <laughs> people love I this never song hating on it. i just you know like i i like kermit the frog it, i like kermit the frog okay. so it's you know kind of like i i think the song is like good it's no watermelon sugar um but <laughs> nothing will ever bait but me. no to me like i think and maybe i'm like expecting more of harry styles than like i should be but like i feel like i want him to be a trendsetter in terms of his music mm. and i feel like the video is clearly like trying to set trends and probably succeeding but i feel like the song is just trendy like, it's not mm. doing anything. Like, it feels like it could have been a weekend song or, you know, a song by, like, an indie band. Like, it doesn't feel like it's doing something, like, that's going to push the needle forward in terms of where pop music is at. I see, yeah. I, I, but maybe, like, every single shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. And maybe I'm, like, you know. One is also a single, too. Like, the first single, like, usually it's just, like... That's true. Well, but, I mean, at the same time, Harry Styles could do, like something really different and yeah and but like i don't know why like, yeah i don't know why i'm like expecting that like you know that's not everyone's job like it's <laughs> not like um if you make pop music you better be like brand new every single time but like i yeah i guess i just like i maybe because he's such a trendsetter in so many other uh, ways yeah. i was like expecting his music to be like maybe more and again, this is just one song. I have not listened to the whole album, but like, again, I really feel like this song could be by a bunch of different artists. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. is not true of some of the songs off his last album. True. Yeah, see, yeah. I I struggled with similar things lyrically with this song, where I think there are parts of it. So this is what I was kind of referring to earlier, because uh, I mean, when you gave context of the album as a whole being kind of like his. Um, uh, struggling or like his his coming to his introspection on himself and then him, him also reflecting on his relationships with people because like I felt at times during the song it it seemed like it was written towards someone else like mm-hmm. a, someone he is in a relationship with mm-hmm. um, whether that's uh, brother significant other whatever um, and like, like clearly a voice at someone else. And then at times it feels like he's kind, kind of like exploring, uh, kind of self-expressing his mental state yeah. almost, you know? And so, uh, I, I mean, not that it can't be both, but like, I think I struggled with it a little bit because I was really drawn to that, the latter thing, the, like him self-expressing mm-hmm. uh, with some of the lyrics there. And, uh, yeah, it, just, it was just a little confusing going back and forth between the two. But, like, again, with that context, sure, like, I could see that just because it's a 
holistically about his experience. Right. Like, I think for me, too, like, I had the same thought where it felt like it was, um, you know, it could be to, like, other people, but it could also be to himself. But, like, I guess I didn't struggle with that, <laughs> that concept. I just kind of, like, accepted that, like, it could be both. Like... Yeah, it can be both. Like, it, it just changes every time I listen to in it. In the, in the like, moment of the song, like, me, like, trying to get, get wrap my head around it, it was confusing because it kept going back and forth between these themes. So that's why. Um, I'm not saying that it, that makes it less uh, of a good song, but that was something I struggled with. And then also watching the music video, I think, I think the music video reinforced that in me because the music video... I felt like, okay, maybe it was like a trend-setting thing visually, but like, I was just like, here's what I wrote. It feels esoteric to the point of having no real meaning. Wow. (laughs) Like, uh, (laughs) I knew knew you were going to hate me for that. I'm going to stop you because we're going to talk about the music video Okay, fine, fine, fine. But uh, the the reason I brought that up was because um, that, I think that like, I listened to it a few times. I was struggling with this and I couldn't really kind of put it to words. And then I watched the music video and I'm like, oh, it's actually, I think it's just these, this, I'm gravitating a lot towards this self introspection and I'm confused by something else because I'm gravitating so much towards that one aspect of the song. Yeah. I think you have to like let both interpretations, like it's more of like just in general. Well, this is what he said about um, the song in Better Homes and Gardens. Um, he states that this song is about metamorphosis, and this is a direct quote, about when you look back on life and on your past selves and barely recognize them, about when you realize everything has changed, about when you grow up, change, begin to move on. So, you know, it does have that sense of you have to look back on your past self, but you're not the only one that's changed. Like, everyone else around you has changed too, so I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I'll have to listen to it now with that uh, yeah. perspective in mind. It's funny. Before we started talking about it, I was, like, I thought very clearly that the song was about, like, a relationship ending. Mm-hmm. But now I'm reading the lyrics, and I'm just, like, it just does seem like it's about COVID. Like, because it's about, like, isolation. Like, especially the second verse of, like, answer the phone. You're no good alone. Why are you sitting right. at home on the floor? Like, someone, like, just not doing well during COVID isolation right. and not mm-hmm. responding to other people. But then, like, also, like, even the first verse, holding me back, gravity's holding me back. If, like, gravity is, like, the state of the world. And then, like, you know, when everything gets in the way, you can't be replaced. Human contact can't be replaced. You, like, as a person, whatever. Like, I don't know. But, yeah, like, Mm -hmm. when I first listened to it, I for sure was just, like, this is a relationship ending. Mm -hmm. And... Right. You know, you're just going through, like, this. the first stage is the realization, the second verse is the grief, and then right. the third verse is like, well, time to move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. Sorry, I was just going to say, there are certain, certainly parts of it that uh, did have that, like, I don't know, just, it, I had the same thing, where I just immediately thought it was about a relationship. Right, yeah. Um, which, maybe that was on purpose. Yeah, before we get into the lyrics, I will say one last thing about the songwriting itself. Harry said that this was the last song that was written for the album. It was written in my friend's front room in England's countryside. It started off much slower as it was being written. It was a lot slower. The kind of piano line was being played on piano, and it kind of turned into a simp, and it just kind of took on a new life. But I'm a fan of it. It's one of my favorite songs on the album, so I hope people are liking it. So, yeah, it could have been a lot slower, a big ballad. 
which I think holding me back, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yeah. I would love for him to do like some like acoustic, like piano cover of this, like so. Right. Yeah. yeah. Harry, if you're listening, this is what the fans <laughs> demand. Um, so yeah, I guess we can, we touched on it a little bit, but we can go like straight into the lyrics and kind of like what we feel or things that stuck out, things like that. Um, well, I already talked about my impressions of the, the lyrics, so uh, I, I just have, like, opinions on my favorite lyrics. But oh, okay. I'll, so I'll Tasha's like, I have nothing else. <laughs> I think Bruce, too, like, I was definitely kind of, like, shook by the the vulnerability of, right. like, what kind of pills are you on, like, alluding to maybe him having, I don't know, a drug right. problem. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, definitely Harry Styles has been, like, very open. Not, like there's nothing been in terms of like he's has drug abuse problems but like he's been very open like the second album they did like a lot of shrooms Mm -hmm. um he makes a lot of references like cocaine and stuff in his songs and so you know he's like very open of like yeah sometimes i do drugs um and i guess this could also not be about like doing like recreational pills but like if we're talking like imagine covid times like if you're sitting at home on the floor, like maybe people started taking antidepressants and right. maybe they weren't working right. And, right, exactly. You know. And I mm. and I do love this vulnerability, uh, like you said, of this lyric, just of like this image of him sitting on the floor alone, which I mean, I've done definitely, not just during COVID, but like sometimes, you know, you just like get into this weird funk and you're just like, what else am I going to do besides lay on the floor? Um, And like kind of like, you know, like, if you start feeling, like, depressed or something, you want to isolate yourself. But then that kind of makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, like, really, like, nailing that on the head of, like, you're no good alone. Like, you need to be around people. And that COVID isolation we all felt. But also, I just love the way he says his own name in this song. Where he's like, Harry. I don't know why. I just love when he says that. Okay. You should say that that way from now on. Harry. 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 Because it's it's not, like, I say Harry, like, I barely, like, voice the H, or, like, make the H prominent, but he says Harry. Harry. I don't think it's, like, growling (laughs) or hacking. He spits out phlegm every time he says his own name. It's a, there's a phonological term for it, but I can't think of this right now, but it's, like, increased, I think it's increased glottalization, so he's, like, Harry. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Glottalization. Glottalization. Harry. Yeah. You gotta get that glottal going. That glottal, glottal, like, it, like, really closes up and then releases. Glottal sounds like some sort of very sticky porridge. It's very sticky things very sticky. in your throat. It's, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> well, the, that when sound, say, it's that guttural sound, glottal. 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 When you say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. That little pause in between is it called a glottal stop because oh, you can feel it catching your throat. That, that, yeah, that glottal getting stuck in my throat. And some people like me, if they say like a word like didn't, didn't, <laughs> like I didn't do it. Didn't. I have uh, like a glottal stop. Yeah, in there. British people have like glottal stops all over the place too. Like, they also would have one in didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Got it. Yeah. Arabic has that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a phoneme for them. Anyways, this we're is linguists. Like, <laughs> I could go on all day about this. But anyway, he has some like really intense glottalization, and I love it. Um, Godzilla. Sorry, I was just couldn't think. I was like trying to make Tosh it isn't a linguist, so he's trying really hard to keep up here. Um, what about you, Emily? 
You mean as far as the lyrics? Yeah. Um, I would like to talk about the rap. So <laughs> stop the rap. Right, yeah. I don't want to talk about the way that it was. Okay. This uh, is now, really now, now imagine him doing that in that the beginning's Kermit Frog voice. That would have been so Kermit? much cooler. Oh my God. But um, regardless of Can- whether or not that section is rap, a bridge. Wait. Um, I do not know what the lyrics mean. Okay. Can I make a weird request? Can we pause it right now and? listen to it yes. and then we'll come back okay and, okay we're pause gonna pause it. it for a second here we're gonna take a break okay we're back and i just want to start off by saying tosh runs everything all right so no let me give, give me your honest opinions what do you okay, actually think now need... that you heard it with kermit the frog as as a context what do you no, think okay um let me just state that tosh literally held up a picture a large picture of kermit the frog in my eyes only fair and was like listen to this and so, that sounds you know, way more violent than it was. It, it was, was, I'm just saying, it was really, I, I think it was an unfair context and really impressionable. Unfair? Okay. But you, so you're saying it doesn't sound like it or it does? Okay. I'm, I just can't, I'm not saying anything else. And then, Emily, what do you think? Um, It has Kermit the Frog connotations, but as a Muppet super fan, you know, like, I can obviously tell I mean, the difference. I'm not saying that you can't tell the difference. Between... I'm just saying... I'm saying exactly what you're saying. It reminds but, yeah, me of Kermit no, the Frog. I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have gotten there without your help, Thank but you. I yes. did get there. Okay. Um, I'm going to excuse myself from this narrative. Okay. Um, well, I'm just saying, you know, there's, there, are, there are, like, fan theories that you talk about sometimes that I wouldn't have gotten there without help, so... Let's this just is like there. I wonder if it, it once talked about this on the internet. Well, it's about to happen when when <laughs> we're gonna start it. Yeah. Anyway, so Emily wanted to talk about the bridge, and Tosh was just so hung up on his Kermit thing. Um, okay, so the bridge, go home, get ahead, light speed internet. So I'm not gonna lie, when I first heard this song, I thought he was saying get a hit, mm-hmm. like a hit of a blunt, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, but I think that's more of like um, that first line, especially. Um, and then I'm, he says, I don't want to talk about the way that it was. It's more of like, like now we just have anything at the tip of our fingers, you know. And like as millennials, mm. like Perry's a millennial too. Like we didn't have that growing up. Um, and it's just like, what do you do when you get home? You just get on your phone. Like so, like today I spent like two or three hours on TikTok. Um and, you know, we we There's don't some... have to wait for dial-up. We don't have to wait for that content. It's just there. And you can spend endless hours. Um, and, yeah, especially, like, in this context of, like, trying to t- trying to personally grow, but also, like, isolating yourself. Like, it's just so easy to fall in those rabbit holes. Tosh, you were about to say something? I was just saying, you were saying you spent two to three hours on TikTok. And I was just saying those are some rookie numbers. TikTok. No, I had to hide sure TikTok is. on my phone for myself. Yeah, no, I I respect it. I'm jealous of it. Um, so someone also added an annotation on Genius.com for this specific lyric in the bridge, or when oh. he says, "I don't want to talk about the way that it was." It says, "The motif of not wanting to talk about certain topics has already been expressed throughout Styles' discography. It first made its appearance on his breakout debut single, Sign of the Times." Um, he says, like, we don't talk enough. We should open up. Um, Harry's debut album's opening track, Meet Me in the Hallway, also expresses similar feelings. Um, so it says, carrying emotions and oppressing them because of the pain they cause when opening up about them seems to be a habit. And he even said, you know, like, during COVID, he had to have these hard conversations and stuff. And, like, yeah, he's like, 
it's this is him saying like I don't want to talk about my past I don't want to talk about it like mm-hmm. I just want to move forward like you know like the internet's light speed like you just move like everything's changing constantly um and he's just like I just want to move on like and yeah so I think that's a pl- another place of like introspection that he's had what about two kids leaving America with her okay um, this is actually my stylish speculation. Okay, well, we can wait. We can wait. And before we get there, I do want to show you guys something. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. Okay, so God. just for the, for the listeners at home, uh, Emily God. just put up a uh, album picture of it, uh, and it says, As Kermit Was. So I am not alone. I mean, this is a Kermit the Frog cover, apparently. So maybe they just... Maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe they just love Kermit the Frog, this person. And Mm. they're like, we have to put Kermit in everything. Right. That's some mental gymnastics you got all you got to do. But there's a YouTube video of Kermit doing it. Oh, my God. I hate everything. I I think the very more likely absolutely truth, uh, (laughs) truthful scenario is that someone heard it and they're like, oh, Kermit the Frog. Let me just take it all the way. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't even know. Like the Kermit thing is just throwing me off. Wow, I was not expecting this today. Um, oh, so one thing I thought was super interesting about the chorus, um, because he uh, he repeats like in this world it's just us, you know, it's not the same as it was. Um, and like we've talked about, this could definitely be taken as a breakup song or kind of like a song where he is breaking ties with like someone close in his life. And so I think it's just really interesting because these two lines at first seem very dichotomous to me or almost like paradoxical of like when when you first hear in this world it's just us you think oh this is a song or this would be a song about people who are like oh it's us against the world like there's nothing stopping us but then he but then it's actually like I, it sounds kind of sad like mm-hmm. he's like it's not the same as it was it's just like I don't know. Like, being in this world with just us has become sad. It's exactly. become, like, depressing like, or hard. we've made it into something that, like, we it's not sustainable. Yeah. And, like, basically saying, like, you know, this isn't like it was at the beginning when all we needed was just us. Mm-hmm. And I think there's just, like, a lot of emotional weight and heaviness with these lines that I think give it a lot of depth that... um on first listen, you don't really notice. Um, and especially, like, with the sound of the song. It's very, like, poppy and synthy and up-tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's just... I think it's a nice sentiment or... Maybe not nice sentiment, but... Just it's really deep. It's deep. It's deeper than expected. So, um, I guess we'll go ahead and move into the music video. Mm-hmm. Which I personally love this music video... Um, I don't know about y'all. Um, I thought it was a nice perfume commercial. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Today, the, uh, well, <laughs> I liked the spinny thing that yes, they were it was on. Cool. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of Hades Town, and yes. Hamilton did that too. Right? Yep, yeah. I think Hamilton did it too. And like, I thought that in terms of the narrative of it being about a breakup, very effective. Oh, I think it was. I think. The circle thing was done beautifully and all those little moments like where they did connect but mm-hmm. then immediately were broken apart. Like that one part when he like just grabs her hand but then like they just oh. move apart mm-hmm. immediately and I, it's like a zoom in on their hands like it broke me. 
And then when he's, like, trying to chase after her, but he, like, literally can't catch up because yeah. they're just on this treadmill. And we, I, I think it's really sad. We focused on very different parts of this music video, I think, because, like, I did, I you know, obviously I saw it, and, and like, I saw that part of it, but I think the, the thing I had with it was even that scene with him interacting with this this girl it felt like all the shots were i mean obviously it's a music video about harry styles and but it, they're all like shot like kind of focusing on him and it's like not the girl's not even that important that's well, that's what it looked like to me that's the but point you're well that she's not important well not that she's not important but i think but that's what i'm saying the gradation of the video is that you know he's trying to reconnect with somebody who's obviously was important in his life it's not the same as it was and they can't get back to that but you notice at the end of the music video it's just him and he's expressing himself and he's like let go and he's free and i think that's the whole point of the music video is that it's like learning how to be without somebody else i will so, say like to, i think maybe this might be related to what tasha's saying is like when i was watching the music video i was like oh this is like a hot pop star who's making this music video Thank for you. his fans who are in love with him. Okay. Like, this, that, I, even though the music video was still very artistic, like, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I had kind of forgotten that, like, yeah. that's a, a, a thing here. Right. Yeah. Yes. So that, that, I didn't finish what I was saying earlier, which was that, oh, like, like, no, 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 <laughs> no but, but, like, no, no, because, like, that was exactly the point I was trying to make, which is, like, yeah, like, I, I felt like the focus wasn't on this, like, relationship. It was kind oh. of, like, like pers- the perspective was shifted very heavily towards him and it just like yeah that's that because like, i was interested in the lyrics i was looking at the lyrics first and i was interested in the song and so like i just wanted to know what he was trying to um uh sort of uh like tell the story either the story he was trying to tell with the song or the emotions that he was trying to evoke with the song and usually you know music videos are a good way of doing that or, or sometimes they're like emily said like more for kind of showcasing the mm-hmm. person and i felt like this music video was the the lens was to me more focused on like hey this is harry in some uh you know like designer outfits and then he strips down to his you know bare chest and then like dances on the floor a little bit and you know like you know what i mean it's just like it was like the draw this is what i wrote the draw is uh harry sensually dancing uh, by himself, and I think it kind of detracts from the actual meaning of the song to me a little bit. Okay, see, with your with your view, I can kind of see. I'm like, okay. yeah. See, all of that to me was symbolic. Was like him stripping down. Like, yes, it's nice to see, but like, it was more of like him just like laying it all out bare, like saying like, this is me, this is who I am now, and and like when he does that, he's still kind of like with the girl. And so it's just, like, he had to come to, like, this reckoning of, like, whoever I'm in a relationship with, whether it's friends, family, romantic, like, you've got to see me who I for who I am. And in the end, that girl wasn't there. Mm. And she didn't, like, you know, didn't go through that with him. But he's okay. Like, at the end, he's dancing. He's happy. Because he, you know, accepted who he was himself instead of trying to grab her back. I feel like this, in a weird way, ties in to the whole thing where, like, Zayn leaves One Direction and is like, fuck One Direction. And then Harry leaves One Direction and he's like, I loved being in the band and I love my fans. And I feel like that both of these things are happening. Like, I feel like 
the video is extremely artistic, mm-hmm. full of symbolism, but it is also probably on purpose designed with lots of moments that they know will make the fangirls go oh, yeah. squee. Yeah. And it's like both of those things are happening at the same time. And pr- the fact that Harry Styles is willing to kind of do both at the same time is probably mm-hmm. why he's successful. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if he was like, I don't want to be objectified and I don't like it that my fans are in love with me. I think it's gross. So like, I'm just going to stop catering to that. Then like people would be like, what? Yeah. Like, why right. are you or like turning like, your I'm back not, on us? Or, yeah. Like, he's right. like, I'm not going to give the fans anything that they right. want. Right. Like, then they would be like, well, okay. But he, yeah. Yeah. It's a fine line, which LOL, think... second album title, but, um, I think it is a fine line that he has to walk, and it's doing him well. So. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem to mind kind of, like, right. leaning into the fact that it's like, yeah, I'm a hot pop star who girls, like, fantasize about. Yeah, yeah. right. But also, I kind of want to be a real artist, too. Yeah. Also... That's, I think he hit the nail on that, the head there. Where like, it, it's that other aspect where it's like, okay, clearly this is like, a, there's a commercial part to yes. this. Yes, like, oh, yeah. Like, people knew, knew what they were doing, like, like... All right, you could tell me that there is dripping with symbolism all you want, but a dude that is uh, in shape taking a shirt off, no matter what, oh yeah, that you that's gonna have the effect that you think it's gonna have. So yeah. like like you can't, you, I mean, you can't tell me that's like uh, this is purely artistic represent like or uh, right. uh, expression. It would be more artistic if he was out of shape. Right, yeah. And then we had to look at his, like, bloated, you know, rolls body. Then I would be like, Harry Styles is an artist. But, yeah, you know what, like, like, when you you say that there's, like, that balance between the two, like, I I could totally see it. But I think that, like, the reason it did this, the music video didn't resonate that well to me was because that uh, surface level impression of, like, oh, like, it's a dude taking a shirt off kind of detracted from, like, me wanting to, like, me being interested in the song and wanting to learn more about the song and the first like surface level thing just kind of got in the way of it. Like if I, maybe if I watched the music video 38 times, like Emily has. I have not watched it <laughs> twice actually. Thank okay. you. Well, I'm what? just saying. Uh, I've watched it more than twice. I've watched it two or three times because sometimes I just get in this like really obsessive mode yeah. with okay. things, and oh, okay. I have to sorry, like. Sorry, sorry to imply that. I didn't. Uh, that was Again, unfair. All but... about personal growth and being content, yes, and yes. like. But I'm just saying that <laughs> I didn't. Away. Uh, if I gave it more more of a chance, or like you know, if I was well, I think you should go back tra- and rewatch yeah. it now with this. Lens That's what I'm that saying. Like if I, if I go back, I'm probably going to read more into it, but I think it's not. That shouldn't discount my initial reaction of like yeah. like I'm not I'm I'm still standing by my first impression of it. So one thing I want to say about this music video that I really really appreciate and it's something Harry has shown like time and time again to do um, is this like treatment uh, like of this equality like with women or like you know turning like this idea of like masculinity on its head is that he and the woman are in identical outfits. Um, which it would have been super easy to like make hers more like revealing or to make his more like a suit, like a, like a Mm -hmm. masculine suit. That would have been really easy. Also, he's the only one that like strips down to his underwear and it would have 99 times out of a hundred in other music videos. What you see is the complete opposite where it's the girl who's like in her underwear or in some sexy outfit and the guy's like fully clothed. And so... It was just a little, like, thing that I thought was, like, really well done and that I think he has time and time again shown that he's trying, 
Like, I think that's the needle that he's trying to push mm-hmm. forward. I think yeah. you're right. Is that... I can respect that. That's yeah, funny. of, like, we need to, like... It's also a different audience, though, let's be fair. Like, it is still, it is a predominantly like, female... Well, actually, I don't know well, the statistics, but, like... Like, well, I think, you know, there are plenty or, of guys that like him, and I yes. think that it would be easy to say, oh, well, if I'm trying to, like, bring in, like, the straight yeah, yeah, yeah. man no, 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 crowd, I, I need to I have just... this girl, like, scantily clad. Like, if he's trying to, like, market to all people yeah i think i think turning that like uh the the the, like uh gender roles on its head is i is something that i stand behind and i respect i'm just i have to like have let it be said that like that's like the natural like oh well that's the audience and that's why it works but i also am glad that he's doing it yeah like well and like because it's gonna move things forward yeah i think it would have yeah it would have just been so easy to be like well she might is in a bathing suit too and it's like I don't know. I but think I mean, I think very... it will also not as not work as well. Too. Yeah, well, like I think he's very conscious of these decisions, um, which I think is great. Well, speaking of Harry's sort of values and marketing and how those fit together, oh, is this your this uh, is kind of what article? I wanted to talk yeah. about because so a long time ago I was like not a long time ago sometime in the last couple weeks I was googling <laughs> um, Harry Styles and the whole. Vogue thing where I think he was wearing a dress and one of the first things that came up was a queer person who like also does a lot of like kind of um like he's I I actually don't remember if this person like their gender identity or anything but he was I think a male who like often wears dresses to events and is kind of a celebrity and basically he was criticizing Harry Styles and saying oh so like you're gonna get up here and be like I'm so cute for like wearing a dress when you don't actually have any of the consequences and the Mm day-to-day stuff that people who are actually like openly queer have and I on the way over here as I was watching this music video in the car and driving um I (laughs) decided to google um Harry Styles and sort of like queer appropriation or queer baiting and there's a ton of stuff and a lot of it defends him and a lot of it doesn't um, and usually people kind of land in the middle um, but the first article that I found was just from a couple maybe like one week ago mm-hmm. um, and it was talking about like Harry Styles accused of queer baiting but what is queer baiting and it was from the Better Home and Gardens article um, when he basically said that he didn't, he found the expectation outdated that he should have yeah. to, like, declare his sexuality. Um, and the debate that the article kind of um, does is people, on the one hand, who are like, you know, it's really easy for this perhaps straight person to be like, you know, I'm so sexually ambiguous and I'm going to, like, do sexually ambiguous things in my fashion but never actually come out because I'm actually straight and I'm just using this as a marketing ploy versus other people who are like, well, if he actually is bi or whatever, like, it's, you know, none of our business. He shouldn't have to do it before he's ready, whatever. Hmm. But I think that regardless of his actual sexuality, it's, like, pretty clear that, like, he uses that as a huge part of his marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And so... I just, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that in and see what you guys think. So, I actually read a lot of the rhetoric around that, too, um, because it was such a big deal. Like, because people were like, why won't you just tell us, like, if you're queer or not? And, you know, other people are like, well, he doesn't have to. And I'm kind of under the camp. Well, with anyone, your sexuality shouldn't be, like, defining feature. Like, you shouldn't have to come out to every single person. Like, but then also... 
I was thinking about this. Well, you know, if he is like this straight guy and he's using this as a marketing thing, like, is that wrong? Is Where does this fall ethically or morally? And kind of the conclusion I've come to, I guess, and this might be because I'm just trying to like stand up for him or defend him, but I think that it is important that we take like toxic masculinity and even straight men to be able to say like, look, even if I'm not queer, it's okay if I wear a dress. It's okay if I have nail polish. I think that should be okay for, you know, straight or LGBT. And I think even if he is not, um, like if he doesn't label himself as a queer person, like it is important to see this in communities outside that the LGBT community to normalize it. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting too, because if that were the case, if that were the case, I would also respect it, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, even if he was straight and he was wearing these, these, he's doing these things to normalize it. I, that's also, I think yeah. moving things forward, but I, I do have to like, it is, it is an interesting question because like, uh, him not saying it, I think, makes for maybe a more commercially viable like something you know like i'm trying to i'm trying to see the other play the devil's advocate a little bit here of seeing the other side of this of like okay i could see maybe not from harry himself i'm not attacking right. your boy here um of, of like some you know like his more, marketing team or something. yeah exactly something more like okay well we think that this will get 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 more uh viewers mm-hmm. if if you're ambiguous about it mm-hmm. if you don't actually come out and say yeah. it and then you are doing these things because then you're not losing anyone i'm not saying it is that way but i I think that you know any anytime someone has um a a wide outreach you know a wide audience that then it doesn't to me it 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 sucks because like you you want uh, art to be pure and creativity to be pure and not uh marred by you know uh, outside forces and you just want someone to be able to just like do what they believe in um, but it's kind of hard to separate it from it. So like, it's, while I do want to say like, like it's, uh, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't question, we shouldn't make him come out or anything like that. And I don't think we should, but, uh, it is, it is something that like, if he, if he is very genuine about this, then I, to me, it would, it would be the, the right thing to do to just come out and say like, which, what, what what your intention is. Yeah. I don't know. But it is tricky, though, because it's just like, it's just like... Then at that point, I am saying that you yeah, should come out. Yeah, you're basically being like, I will out you. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's... Tr- like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of times we forget that, like, celebrities deserve privacy, too. Um, and, like, all celebrities and Harry himself, like, they're still human beings and they are allowed a personal life. They are allowed to keep things to himself. And he has said, like, his friends, his close friends, like, he has defined his sexuality to them they know and he doesn't feel the need like that is something that's very personal to him and I respect that and I think that kind of clouds my judgment a lot of like no he 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 knows and he has told the people in his life that he wants to know right and whether he's queer or not I think it should be setting the norm for you to be able to dress however you want yeah um and, but yeah, I mean, it, it is I a tricky e- conversation. Yeah, I think uh, either right reality would move would move uh, progression of society forward. Mm-hmm. But I think you're also right that th- 
the sh- the entire brunt of the the movement shouldn't be on his shoulders alone. Right. So it's exactly. there shouldn't be an expectation for him to to carry the torch, so to speak, yeah. by coming out and like yeah. being like, "This is my intention." So yeah, but well, yeah, that's I guess that's what I was saying earlier was just like. He has the power to do this, but he doesn't have to if it's something that's really personal to him. Well, and the second kind of, like, framing about this that was coming out is not necessarily a criticism of Harry Styles. It's more of a criticism of, like, how much praise he gets compared to non-white people Mm -hmm. or non, you know, people who, like, are, like... Who are non-binary. Who are non-binary, openly, like, trans, openly Mm -hmm. queer, who are kind of doing the same things, but, like, they get... Someone in the article said that they get no grace, whereas when Harry Styles does it, everyone's like, wow, how cool and edgy. So that's not really his fault. It's more like um, society's fault. I think that is 100% a fair critique. And again, like, not necessarily of him, but of just our system, because, like, it's true. Like, there are so many trailblazers that are in the LGBT community who get, like, so much hate for it. And, like, not that he doesn't, but the balance of it is mm-hmm. widely in his favor. And I think, you know, we have to be more aware that we are giving more space. Um, when, or, like, if we do, like, know or have contact with, like, LGBT persons that are expressing themselves in these ways, to not act like it's weird because we're celebrating that same thing for, for a straight white man mm-hmm. or seemingly straight. So, yeah, yeah I think... I mean, and we're all, like, three progressive people who are, like, in that camp. But, yeah, it's that same thing of, like, like white femininity or white feminism, mm-hmm. things like, you know, the people that need to benefit the most from it are often still the outliers. Right. Um, yeah, I'll just say the second article, which I would recommend, is for, on Galdem, which I've never heard mm-hmm. of, but... The headline is basically, is our obsession with queering the likes of Harry Styles costing LGBTQI plus artists of color? And then it basically says it explores how the UK music scene has been complicit in upholding white success as a default standard. So it's a pretty good read. But yeah, it, again, it doesn't like make anyone the villain per se. It just right. kind of... No, I think that's a, questions. Mm-hmm. a super fair assessment um, of why we do like praise like white men when they're like gender bending and when they just like when wake they up in dead. the morning yeah exactly like, good job we're, we're like yeah. oh you yes. did it um like uh, uh, this isn't necessarily like the the like uh, his um like fashion or whatever but like i just know that like there are so many pictures on the internet of like him holding babies and stuff and like on the set of as it was like there's this picture of him holding this baby and people were just like, oh my god he's holding a baby and i'm like why do we give men such <laughs> praise for like uh-huh. showing any kind of like parenting skills right. like he's just holding it the baby started crying like <laughs> but everybody's like he's so good with babies and it's just <laughs> he's like, gonna be such a good dad and it's like stop I, it i think it touches on something that i, I i've again and again ex- tried to express but I, I, can't, I just can't articulate which is just I don't know. I think there's just this distrust that people have uh, when when it comes to someone that is famous. It's just like how much of it is true, like natural, mm-hmm. like this person, or how much of it is artificially made by like some team, you know. Right. And so I could totally see that. It was like he's holding a baby. That couldn't have been planned, right? You know, like wait, oh, wait, was that yeah. a, was that a marketing thing, or is he this is him as a person? Like th- these fans are just craving any like genuine representation like authenticity. of the authenticity yeah. exactly well i mean it is nice to know like ever like well the better homes and garden um 
article, like, the writer specifically talked about this, but, like, everyone that, like, knows him or, like, has met him, like, for interviews and stuff, they're like, oh, actually, he is as nice as, like, he comes across, like, um, like, I think this person, the writer of that article described him as, like, a warm hug and, like, a Sunday afternoon at your grandmother's, like, so, you know, he's just, like, and they're like, he's... was the writer of this article Kid, Kid Harpoon? Because that sounds like a Harry Styles song right there. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, I think he's doing good. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's all you can ask for. So, But yeah, I think all this, those criticisms are fair. Yeah. And things that, you know... I think they're important fan, questions like, to ask. Exactly. Like, um, do we want to get into status um, speculation? Well, first or? of all... Um, this goes back to the music video, but not, like, anything, like, big or anything. But, um, just so we can shout out the women that did a lot of work. Um, the the woman in the video, what, her name is Mathilde Lynn. I couldn't find out a lot about her, but she is um, a model and dancer. I think she did a great job. Um, also, it was direct, directed by this woman, uh, um, and... I will mispronounce her name, so I'm sorry, but it's Tanu Muno. Um, she's actually a Ukrainian director. Oh, wow. Um, and the second day of shooting was when Russia invaded Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. Um, so she stated in interviews that, like, she just put, like, her heart and soul into this music video, like, gave it all her, she had. Like, directing a music video for Harry Styles was already on her, like, was just a dream come true. She says she can retire after that, but, like knowing that she was, like, making this as a representation of her country at that point, mm-hmm. like, was just, you know, really important to her. Right. So, um, and I do want to cool. fangirl a little bit about the music video. There's that one shot. Oh, it's about time you fangirl. Oh, yeah, sorry. you've been really holding back. Like, oh, sorry, there's just, okay, I don't know, like, I'm falling into the thirst trap and stuff. But that one moment where he's, like, on the spinning thing, and, and, he, he, looks the be- the and he looks right in the camera, mm-hmm. like, I almost die every time I see that and I like have seen that like screenshot on the internet so much and I just I want to melt into that picture like I will say that like that moment struck out to me too not just because of the thirst trap but um (laughs) because he does a really good job like capturing I think the mood of this because he looks very sad he looks Mm. so heartbroken Mm -hmm. and longing it's not just sad it's like he's wanting something that he cannot have and I feel like that yeah that that expression just said it all you feel like I a guess, music video i guess it makes sense that he's getting into acting he is you know um he's gonna be in two movies this year yeah we mentioned this last oh i did episode. okay yeah. whoops i'm sorry i just can't stop sorry, talking about audience. it oh uh, yeah no i was just, just... i can't stop talking about it i'm so proud <laughs> but yeah like like wow like yeah that that um that face was just like i mean you could write like 500 words on that um some people could Okay, um, so yeah, stylish speculation. We'll move into that. Um, first of all, um, that lyric, Your Daddy Lives By Himself. Genius.com annotation said that this is probably about his own father. His parents divorced when they were, when he was seven. And his dad never remarried, so like maybe that. But I always thought it was about Jason Sudeikis because Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are now dating. But Olivia Wilde has two kids with Jason Sudeikis. Who, um, I'm like, the, the name is familiar. He, Ted Lasso. 
What? Okay, got it. That guy. Okay. Yeah. Ted Lasso. He was on Horrible Bosses. Okay, that. I'm so, I'm sorry, it's Jason Sudeikis. That's the guy that Olivia Wilde. <laughs> yes. That... I, I can't. What? Olivia Wilde had two kids with Jason Sudeikis. They were together for like almost 10 years or something wow. like that. All right. But now she's with Harry Styles. Um, So I always thought that just meant like, you know, he's hanging out with the, <laughs> Olivia's kids and he's like, you need to talk to your dad on the phone. <laughs> like, he's by himself. Um, I actually did initially interpret it as about Harry's dad. Really? Yeah. Like, meaning, like, his dad, like, is worried about him right. or something. Yeah. Well, and then I think also, like, in the section of lyrics that was in, I'm not looking at it right now, but, like, the, there's a lot of, like, oh, it's Harry, first, you're, 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 alone. you're alone. Like, it's like someone... Ringing the bell, no one's coming these to These are help. voices talking to him. Yeah. That these are things that externally that he's hearing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so um, this is your question about the bridge. What does Leave America to Kids Follow Her mean? Um, Olivia Wilde has two kids. So, and is she in America or is he in America? Like, I think he's British, right? So. He's Who British. Left America. Well, he also like recorded a lot of his album in London, um, in the UK. But I don't really know what the Leave America part means. Maybe they like left. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think that's about her. But at the same time, I'm not really sure when this song was written. True. Because a lot of these songs would have been written before they started dating. Or around the time they started dating. Or, you know what? It could be. You're going to hate me for this. Yeah. It could be about Mrs. Piggy. Okay. You've got to stop. It could be about that because uh, Kermit the Frog and Mrs. Piggy uh, publicly uh, broke up, uh, you know, like as a Muppets thing. So, you know, something about that relationship. Okay, I'll stop. Anyway. Leave America. Two kids follow her. So, okay, so they... Now I'm thinking, they leave America together. Her two kids follow her. But then I don't want to talk about who's doing it first. There's a lot of mystery here. This is like a friggin' mystery novel. Yeah. um, It could be like, I don't want to talk about who's doing it first. Like, who's moving on first Mm -hmm. from their relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like, getting out. Like, things like that. Yeah, I don't know. But... That's my speculation that it could be about her kids. Well, can I just say, I mean, I know Harry Styles is young, but, like, I feel like every time I Google, like, someone in Hollywood or, like, a celebrity, it's if it's a man, and I'll be like, oh, are they married? And it's like, yes, they're married to someone who's 50 years younger than them. And so Harry Styles is out here oh. dating a, a woman who is 10 years his elder. <laughs> right. Harry Styles is, or he's with some cougars. Right. Um, He's well, known for dating older women, so. Yeah, he's, he's flipping it on his head. Again, I do yeah. the same thing. What? I do the same thing. Olivia Wilde. Okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. So the Harry fun fact. Um, since we're talking about Harry's house and the way that it was moving on from your past self. Um, Harry is from Redditch, Worcester, uh, Worcestershire, <laughs> England. Um, and then he later. Worcestershire. Wor- Worcestershire. 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 Um, There's another syllable. Anyway. Yeah, he's from Redditch, England, and then he later moved to Holmes Chapel in Cheshire. Um, so it's a super small town, Holmes Chapel was. I looked it up. It only has like 5,000 people. So, huh. yeah. Small town boy. So, yeah, that's where Harry's from. He is British, as Tosh continually forgets somehow. 
I'm the one who reminded us this episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's changed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about our favorite lyric. I can go first. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the like, like I mentioned before, uh, the parts of this song that struck me lyrically were the introspection, mm-hmm. and I really uh, uh, gravitated towards that. So... Um, I think my favorite kind of lyrics, even in isolation and the context, mm-hmm. is answer the phone, Harry, you're no good alone. And I think that just kind of, um, it, it's it's not that, because I, I know in the past I've picked favorite lyrics because they evoke emotion in me, but I think this kind of evokes imagery in me. Like, this is like, this is, it's, it's just like a very simple set of words that tells a big story that like, it makes me want to know more. So I don't know. The, the, just the, that little part kind of just draws me in. Yeah. Emily, you want to go next? No, you can go. Okay. Next. Well, uh, I will say the lyric Tosh picked. I love that that part of the song. Um, I think it's super relatable. I think for me, what I'm gonna have to go with is, I want you to hold out the palm of your hand. Why don't we leave it at that? Um, just because I can't quite put it in words. What I think this lyric means but I think it holds again a lot of meaning and a lot of depth because on the one hand it's like I just want you to like reach out and I want I want whoever this song is talking to I want you to be there for me and I don't want to like even if it's not great between us right now even if it's not gonna last I just want like this one more moment or like I just want to leave it at that or you know um like having to face like change and stuff like just sometimes you just want to just say, like, I just don't want to deal with it right now. Like, I just want to leave it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I just need to sit with my feelings. And I really like that lyric because I think it evokes that. It's like, I just want someone to sit with me. And I don't want to think about my feelings anymore. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'll go with Gravity's Holding Me Back. I think that's, like, a really simple kind of straightforward lyric that actually, you know... Is actually like kind of you know just like very effective in describing a certain feeling and a certain mm-hmm. state of mind of just like dude like even just this existence of gravity feels like it's working against me today because I'm in a bad place mm-hmm. and so yeah it's nice all right well um does anyone have anything else before we go into our writing about like lyrics or music video with this song evokes any thoughts I forgot to say that I thought his outfit in the music video was hideous. <gasps> it was I like I like the I like the, the the beginning part. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Like all the outfits, I was just like, oh, was this like again? I thought it was like a commercial for like a designer or like oh. perfume or something. But yeah, that that jumpsuit the needs jumpsuit, to go in the trash. How dare you? The, like yeah, the one you mean the one where they're like on the circular yeah. platform. Yeah, that you was. Should be like, ashamed. That was probably designed by a woman. Well, <laughs> women kidding. can well, make mistakes yeah, too. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tosh, yeah, do you right. want to give us your rating? I wrote three point five. Okay. Do you want to elaborate, um, or you're well, just like it just felt it is like what it is. <laughs> I felt like um, this song was first of all, you know, uh, to the audience. This song when it came out. I heard probably a hundred times just in the background because if you're near Emily, if within vicinity of any piece of technology, she was playing this song. So, it's true. Um, you know, that kind of colored it. And then, um, but I, I actually like the song musically. And then I think that just like the, the, 
this is a very very personal uh, choice but or, or taste personal taste thing which is this like I, there were certain por- parts of the lyrics I really gravitated towards and even though there was context for that for the reason for the things that I didn't like about it um, that kind of discolored my opinions a little bit so yeah it's kind of like a medium thing and then like you know I, I was like you know what but I didn't hate it so I'm gonna bump it past 3 to 3.5 okay. I'm a 4.5 okay um, despite me saying that I don't think this song is like groundbreaking it's a really solid song that I would probably put on a playlist and listen to um, the D-D-D-D is yes! super catchy and yeah, it's um, a good melody yeah, like it's it's a good song. So four point five. Um, so I'm gonna go with this is really hard for me. Um, I'm gonna go with a four point eight. What? <laughs> what? Are we allowed sport. to do that? We yeah. can do whatever we want. Okay. 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 Um, or did y'all want to keep it in intervals of four or no, like the twenty five? Whatever. No, we can do it. No, I'll I'll do four point seventy five. No, that you're right. These rules are artificial. Yeah. Um, 4.8 because I love this song. I love it, love it, love it. Listen to it probably 200 times. I just wish that the chorus was a little stronger. Hmm. I'll have to say about You've heard it here, right. folks. Wait, oh, did someone do the math? Oh, yeah. Um, 4.3. 4.3 is the final. I'm sorry, you know, I want to make it 5. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to bring that average up? Well, um, that chorus just wasn't lifting. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. Like, you know, it's not the same as it was. I feel it. I feel like maybe in, like, a year, you're actually going to be, like, at, like, a four for this. Really? Yeah, well... Because if you're already, like, critiquing it, but you're still riding the wave... I um, am right. I just loved it. Like, I love this song so much just because... Well, because I think it holds a lot of meaning, um, like, hidden meaning that you really have to, like, dig into. But then I just love it because it's so damn catchy. Like, it is really catchy. You can't not... I can't imagine. ...dance to it. Like, y'all are like, I don't dance to I it. I never dance to it. <laughs> I, I I can't imagine listening to any song 200 times and giving it a 4.8 out of 5. Oh, I love so, this song. So. I don't... I'll, also, um, a lot of times, like, you know, when a new album comes out, but there's already been a single that you've listened to a lot, I usually, like, will skip the single, like, on my album listener. When I listen to the album, I still listen to the song because I love it. I love the song. I'm sorry. Maybe I should give it a 5. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think... Yeah, yeah. And I want to know what leave America means. Yeah. Me I, I just want to know what that line means. So that that's 4.8 for me. All right. Let's ever let everyone go. This is a long episode. Yeah. It was a right. huge episode. So, right. um, but thanks for uh, listening, you guys. And we'll see you next week. I'm not sure what the song is. I forgot to look it up. I was so excited about this episode. <sighs> All right. Bye. Bye. Farewell.